Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Are you enjoying this podcast? Consider supporting this show. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey y'all, it's T Biggs from Long Story Short. I want to talk to you about a new targeted knowledge base for independent entertainers, inspiring politician entrepreneurs in the GPE slash e-commerce space looking to sell products and services called the IndyK. You can't beat the wealth of knowledge with subscriptions ranging from one to five dollars. Head over to patreon.com slash the IndyK to get in on this now. That's Indie I-N-D-E-C-A-V-E. And remember, listen to the Long Story Short and the Barbecue Podcast right here on the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network. Turn it up. It's your life. The Mixtape. I'm Greg Howard Jr., podcaster, TikToker, public nuisance. Each week, I invite a special guest to talk about their life through the songs that had an impact on them. A bit of a warning, uh, there may be some cussing, so if that's not your thing, feel free to skip that part. Um, Also, we may get into some heavy subjects, so if that's not your thing either, you can skip those parts too. But uh, don't skip too much because we talk about some really great songs in this episode. Welcome to uh, another episode of Your Life, the Mixtape. Uh, I am very, very, very excited uh, to welcome my guest this week. Uh, she's one of my favorite people in the entire world. One of the funniest people um, I think that I have ever had the pleasure of being internet friends with. Uh, also, um, this this is not terribly important but i i feel like it has to be said um my guest this week is one of the most beautiful people i have ever laid eyes on and we're in this uh video chat together right now and she came on and i went not out loud because i'm a gentleman but in the back of my mind i went holy shit (laughs) so all that being said, please uh, welcome friends listening all over the world, my friend, and hopefully by the end of this, uh, she'll be yours. Welcome, Sinead, to the show. Hi, how are you? 
You are so sweet. That is the sweetest thing. Hey, I wore makeup for you and I don't <laughs> anyone because I just work from home, but I was like, let me get dolled up for him because he's such a sweetheart. Because you are honestly one of my favorite followers on Twitter, but that was very sweet. I don't always feel, you know, super cute or anything, but you know, I feel like I wake up and I feel like I look like a chocolate treasure troll. And so that's, that's really, really sweet of you. <laughs> Um, so this is a uh, music podcast. Uh, I assume since you accepted the invitation, you are a fan of music, yes? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> convenient. Very convenient. <laughs> um, okay, so all that being said, uh, what is your favorite song right now? Honestly, okay, so I don't actually listen to like the radio anymore. And I think being, I'm 42 now, where I'm getting my music is from like random Instagram background musical beat and different things like that. So I just happened to run across um, Harry Styles as it was. I guess it's one of his newer The album isn't actually released, but I have heard the single. And I don't know what it is about that song. It's just been on repeat. For me so that's currently my little jam which is unexpected because I really don't listen to his music <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves that song right now um it's 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 in it's in uh my rotation as well um so I I definitely I feel you on that um there's there's something about it that you're just like this is yeah this is this is right it feels reminiscent in the uh, theme of it and the spirit of the song, it feels reminiscent of like my teenage years, kind of 80s, 90s kind of synth. You know, there's something about yeah. it easy going, but like pop feel. So I think that's what I like about it. So I don't know if that's what he was trying to do, there, but I think that's why I like it. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna take it back a little bit. Uh, what is the first song that you remember hearing? This one was a little difficult because, you know, now I'm having to dig back through layers of, but um, honestly, um, you know, I'm old enough that, you know, my parents had a record player and um, uh, one of the albums that they would play, they would play Prince constantly. But the one that I feel like I can remember would be like Raspberry Beret. I feel like that was played all the time. And so to this day, I still, well, I love Prince, but to this day, I do get very, you know, I start reminiscing when I hear that song. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, It's, Prince is one of, one of the very few artists that if somebody was like, hey, what's your favorite Prince song? I'd be like, uh, that, that's not fair. Um, I, yeah, I, I really do have a hard time. I mean, I went, there were a couple different songs, but I feel like that was one of the top three that I heard. So I just was like, because <laughs> I, I feel like the same way. I'm like, uh, I'm like, ask about another artist. <laughs> right. um what is the song that always makes you cry um for me I don't know this might be an odd choice but for me um when have you seen you've seen have you seen the Toy Story movie yeah yeah yeah. Sarah McLaughlin had that song um 
when she loved me. Oh. And I don't know. There was some girl. It was that little cowgirl Jesse or whatever, like talking about being, you know, her her kid doesn't want to play with her anymore and it's kind of being forgotten. I don't. know, There's something about being left behind or forgotten it makes me sad. I don't know that song. Makes me sad instantly when I hear it. <laughs> no, that you know, I had forgotten about that song, and and now that you bring it up, I'm like, that is rough. <laughs> um so so yeah that's actually not an odd choice at all that's that's a pretty solid choice um also i believe that is the first time that someone has mentioned um a disney song as the answer to this question so well done on that you will find that i have a very eclectic taste and there's probably a few things on here that you haven't heard <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what uh, what is a song that is terrible, but you love it? Like, it's your guilty pleasure song. I hear that people don't like it, but um, Spin Doctors, Two Princes. Ooh. I really like that song. <laughs> I grew up in Arizona. So... <laughs> go around a lot of different but I feel like when I hear that song I don't know it makes me happy but I know a lot of people like you like that song <laughs> that's I enjoy that song I like that song um very very popular song in like 90s movie soundtrack like I feel like it was in yeah. like every 90s movie yeah I, and I can't tell if it's um if if people just got wore out from the song and that's why they're like, oh, like, why do you want to listen to that? Or if they secretly just don't want to say that they like the song, but I don't know. I was like, but I don't listen, to, I don't, I listen to music for me, so I don't care. That's why I said it's what other people think is bad because if I like a song, I, I like it's not bad, though, but that was my pick. <laughs> Excellent choice. Uh, what is uh, the best song to sing in the shower? <laughs> so um for me like phil collins i love phil collins and, and um easy lover i feel like because i mean, he used to play the drums and it has like that heavy it like kicks in hard so i don't know i just really love that song <laughs> and that's i cannot sing sound good but i feel like that's that's my go-to <laughs> i feel like people people sleep on phil collins not in my household Genesis slash Phil Collins, you know, family. So you, you, I mean, you couldn't dog, you couldn't talk smack about Phil Collins in our household. That that was possible. What is the song that best summarizes what love is? Um, For me, there's a song. There's, I say, um, Ava Cassidy's version. But there's a lot of people have covered it, but it's called um, Autumn Leaves. Ooh. And for me, I, I don't know, it just, um, even though it's not specifically like, you know, just talking about love, 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 the feel of it, and then like the lyrics of it, it just, it makes me think of love. And I, I've seen a lot of people do, I love watching like dance clips and different things like that. And especially I used to be super into watching, not participating, but watching ballroom style competitions. And uh-huh. that was one I think for like sambas and 
stuff like that, which I think of as like a love, you know, very romantic kind of dance. So for me, um, that song, anything like that, it makes me sense. I love that. And I think actually uh, that is the first, I, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that is the first Ava Cassidy song. Um, that's been mentioned on this show. So well done. You got doing two for two on the on the first. She just has a really pleasant tone. Yeah, it's very easy to listen to. So that's why I think I like. Um, uh, she's one of those people. I feel like she could probably sing anything that's a slower kind of rhythm to it, and I would just probably enjoy it. <laughs> ones of hers. Um, on the flip side of that, uh, what is the best song about a breakup? Um, for me, I, I didn't specifically say that he broke up, but I feel like um, he, a guy cheated, and so it inevitably led to a breakup, but Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam all cried out. Yes! One of, that's probably my number two song in terms of belting out in the shower, like wanting to belt out to you songs, but um, I think that's my top pick. Oh, I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> so what is a song that um, you you once loved, but then you've listened to it recently and, you know, maybe it has aged well or you just realized that it's terrible? So a song I used to listen to, I would say like maybe a year ago, I was in CVS or something and I heard it playing and I was like, God, that is so terrible. And it was that, um, what is it, Gerardo, that Rico Suave song? Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to think he was so cute. And I mean, maybe that's because, you know, this is back when we watched uh, music videos, but that song to me has not aged well at all. I to the point that I'm like, I can't even believe I listened to it, but I know that I did. Um, but yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I, when we are done recording this, I'm, I'm going to find out what Rico Suave is up to now. And I'm going to tag you on Twitter when I find it. Uh, I, I saw him on some kind of a reality series or something. And that kind of was like a mood killer for me. I don't remember what, in what context. <laughs> I don't remember anyway. I don't know if it was like something weird, like wipes swaps or it, it was something weird. And I was like, hmm, but you know, I didn't think too much about it, but it wasn't until I heard that song. I would be curious. And if, um, and if I had really thought about it, I probably would have looked it up myself. So, <laughs> so yeah, because I am curious as to if he's a hot mess or not. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what is the in your opinion uh the greatest song from a film soundtrack um i was i was bouncing back between two different soundtracks and one of them probably be a first you heard but i didn't even watch the movie but um i like a lot of um Music just has orchestra, like the actual soundtrack of a, of a movie, not anything like a theme song. But there was a movie called um, A Door in the Floor or something like that. Um, and, but Victoria's uh, Secret had, 
you know, they're like a, their December line or whatever. And they always had like uh, these commercials advertising and they had a really pretty song. And I, you know, do, you know, my little Shazam app and looked it up and it was from that soundtrack. And I actually bought the whole soundtrack. And I think it sounds really lovely. I've never seen the damn movie, but <laughs> soundtrack. And, um, and I, and so I would say I had a hard time picking a song because, you know, it's, it's uh, the whole, the whole, soundtrack kind of sounds very similar because you know it's a backtrack so I was going between that and then my favorite movie one of my favorite movies ever is Purple Rain and I was going between the, the song Purple Rain and just saying the whole soundtrack because really when I turned it on I just let it's one of the few records I let play all the way through completely even some of the stuff that people skip, like Computer Blue and some of these other ones, but I let it play all the way through. So if you gun to my head and made me pick, I would just go ahead and say Purple Rain. But if you allowed me, I would just say probably the Purple Rain soundtrack or that door on the floor. I highly recommend if you just need something to play in the background, that door on the floor. Like if you, you don't want the focus to be on the music so much, you just want it to be background, but very peaceful. I really think it's pretty. Okay. All right. Um, and I will allow you to have um, the entire Purple Rain soundtrack uh, as uh, when um, I had another episode where the guest picked uh, the entire Purple Rain soundtrack. So in, in, in fairness, uh, I, will, I will allow you, uh, I will actually allow you to have both. Um, Thank you. <laughs> What television show has the best theme song? This is another one where I wasn't quite sure. There have been like the set, like the late seventies and the eighties was probably the best time for you know actual theme songs. So it was hard to pick, but I was going back and forth between um, the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend, and. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but The Greatest American Hero. Um, It's a a toss-up. I honestly can't choose between the two of them. Because I would just, even if I didn't want to watch the show, I would sit there and listen to the song before I turned it off. (laughs) Uh, Golden Girls is the most popular answer uh, to this question, actually. I'm not, I'm actually, I'm not surprised. I feel like people might say like the Jefferson's moving on up or, or that, or probably a bunch of other stuff, but I, I, I could completely understand that the Golden Girls was number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not my answer, but I, <laughs> I will, I will allow people to, to be wrong. Um, well, on my show. What was yours? <laughs> Uh, the two two seven theme song. Oh, no place like home. Yeah, there were just so many great ones. There I really see- were. <laughs> so tell me, uh, what is the song that whenever it comes on, you just absolutely have to dance to it? Um, I don't know if it actually got any radio play, but there's. A rapper, I never heard him other than this song, but C, um, CJ, it's called Whoopty. Okay. And I heard it. Yeah. 
but and, like a lot of dancers, like hip hop dancers will do routines to it or whatever, but it has a really strong like backbeat, you know, don't, don't, and you know, and I like that kind of thing. So anything like that is gonna make me wanna get up and move. But that song, um, I listen to it all the time. <laughs> and it like kind of make me wanna get up. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And I am familiar with the song probably uh, for the same reason that you are in that like it's a lot of a lot of TikTok videos, a lot of Instagram type stuff like that's that's the only reason I know that song. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What what is the song that means the most to you? Uh, not not necessarily because of the song itself. The song could be just absolutely garbage, but you know, maybe because of the memories that you have attached to it. Um, I think that no matter what phase I was in my life, there was a song that kind of keeps coming back with probably sung by different artists and it's um, The Impossible Dream. And I really like when Jennifer Hudson sings it or Tevin yes. Campbell. I like both of them. It's hard pressed to, I mean, it's hard for me to choose between the two, but I, I don't know. I really like that song. I, write, I like um, the lyrics of it. And um, things are very kind of inspiring without being kind of over the top when I listen to it, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's no, that's, um, that is a, fantastic song um the video of jennifer hudson singing it on the voice uk is mm-hmm. uh forever in in my bookmarks um and it's funny because um the musical it's from uh man of la mancha is what mm-hmm. it's called um you know that song is you know you you said it's it's not real over the top whereas like the musical is so over the top and it's right like, like um there's there's actually there's a lot of good music in that show um mm-hmm. so yes uh excellent answer uh one of my favorite songs again um and also the second time that a Broadway song has been used as the answer to that question. So you are doing very, very well here tonight, ma'am. Fantastic. (laughs) Okay, so um, there... Real quick, I was going to say, I'm so bad that I like that song and I got tired of going to YouTube. I know what clip you're talking about from Jennifer Hudson, that I do this real ghetto thing where I kind of find a way to download it and I have it on my iPod. So that I can just, I can just listen to it because I, I do, if there's a song and it's just not available to buy because it's a live version or it's a whatever, I don't care if it's a song from a commercial, I'm gonna find a way to get it because so I can hear it anytime I want. But yeah, I'm t- I got tired of going to YouTube like you were talking <laughs> to hear that. That is um, completely fair uh, because when Jennifer Hudson sang um, one of the songs from the musical Finding Neverland at the Tonys a few years ago, um, okay. it was it, like the musical was still in its preview, like not a whole lot was released for it. 
um, well, she there's not a recorded version of her singing the song. Um, so I, I downloaded the audio off YouTube. I was like, I had I have to have this. Like I right, or somebody, somebody will sing, they'll sing that song normally, but they didn't sing it that way any right. place else. And you're like, well, that's the one that you know speaks to me the most. So that's the one I want. So yeah, we are of a like mind here. Yeah. <laughs> I, um I did the same thing with uh, a, a video floated around um, earlier this year of uh, Whitney Houston singing I Have Nothing on the Bodyguard soundtrack and it was her isolated vocals. Okay. And I was yeah. like, I have, to, I have to have this. Like, I, I don't care. So again, ripped it off YouTube and I am not ashamed of it. <laughs> I have a couple of isolated tracks from her. I like dance with somebody and there's one other, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but it's the same thing. Like you're not gonna find it anywhere else. And right. so I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so this uh, next question um, has actually changed a little bit um, since I sent you uh, the question. It's not too far off. Um, so don't, don't, don't panic. <laughs> um, kind of the, the scenario of the question has changed. Okay. Um, and the question is now, uh, if you were on RuPaul's Drag Race and had to lip sync for your life, what would be the perfect song for you? Oh, um, because this is the one that's this one's replacing the, your um, head. that like the one that I could sing every lyric to. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because then I probably let me think for a second. Because okay. that's fine. <laughs> um, um, maybe I don't know. Um, there's something about that one song. Um. Young Hearts. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably sing that one and try to jazz it up and be theatrical with it, but I think I would go with that one. I like that. I like that song. <laughs> That's a good song. And actually, I think they've used it as a, as a lip sync for your life on the show. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it it's one of those songs that... Um, I think like the last time I've seen it like on a movie or it was probably what you know this Romeo and Juliet maybe yeah um but uh it's it's one that uh it's a I like a lot of um carefree kind of songs that kind of want to move a little bit not a lot yeah. but and make you feel good but I feel like that would be one that I could easily you know you could ratchet it up and be theatric on stage but I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> excellent choice. Excellent choice. And no one will ever top Harold Perrineau's uh, lip sync to it in Romeo and Juliet. It was fucking fantastic. And I think that's probably what I'm thinking of, but I just, I feel like, um, and that's kind of the, that's kind of where I would want to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. What am I doing? 
I just, I close, I, I just almost closed my notes app that has all the questions in it. And <laughs> just minor panic attack. Everything is fine. Uh, people listening uh, to this episode, no, I'm not going to cut this because why? Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't come for the flubs, you know, what are you here for? Nobody's perfect. We're having a conversation, so things exactly. are going to happen. <laughs> Uh, what is the song that uh, reminds you of home? Let's see if anyone has said this. Um, again, I think this is coming from way out of left field, but <laughs> we used to always watch that as kids, always watch that movie Labyrinth and David Bowie, we love. We're a David Bowie household. And as the world falls down, um, as a family, we love that song. We love all the songs that were in there, but that reminds me of my childhood, which reminds me of home. So that's what I'm going with. That's fucking fantastic. The Labyrinth <laughs> is uh, easily in uh, my my top three films of all time. Uh, the soundtrack is one that I keep on repeat. Um, so that particular song has not ever been mentioned on the show. So well done. Well done. It was a toss up from that in, um, is it Jump, Magic Jump? Is that what it's called? Magic Dance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, as soon as like one person says to you, you remind me of the babe, if they don't respond with the next line, what, I, know that <laughs> I know that you're not for me if you don't, <laughs> if you don't reciprocate that. <laughs> yes, yes. They don't make movie soundtracks like they used to. They really don't. They should though. Movie soundtracks used to be for the children. Listen, movie soundtracks used to be a big fucking deal. Right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> what is the sexiest song? Um, for me, again, everything lead, kind of leads back to like, if I've seen somebody dance to it, because I feel like they're putting a real emotion to it, you know, uh, that I can attach myself to. But I once saw somebody, a couple dancing very sexily and sexily to um, Joe Tex, I Got You. Oh. And I feel like the song isn't overt, not like a lot of the rap songs today where, you know, just flat out saying very provocative and nasty shit. But it, this one, you kind of, you know, it's suggestive. And, and there was something about it. I just really like it. And, but I, it's one of the songs where I always forget like the, the name of it and I have it in my playlist. And I'm like, what the hell is the name of that song? <laughs> but um, I, I love it. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> That is, that is a solid answer. And I also love that song. <laughs> uh, what, is, what is the song that you most relate to? Like you hear that song and you go, you know what, that's, that's me. I feel like I have an outgrowing personality when it's required. But when I don't, when I, I feel like Radiohead creep. I feel like there's a bit of an oddness 
in my approach to things sometimes. And people are like, oh, Sinead, you're so crazy. But they mean it jokingly, but I I get to the same place as other people, but I feel like I make an ass of myself when I'm trying to like approach a guy or whatever. It's very awkward. And I feel like when I hear this song, I feel like that's exactly me. <laughs> so it might not show on the outside, but I feel like that's a pretty good theme song at certain points in my life. So I'm going with that. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, that's, yes. Um, have you heard uh, the postmodern jukebox cover of that? Um, is that the one that kind of sounds more jazzy? Yes. Because there, I have a version, but I don't know if it's from, it's one of those kind of eclectic kind of groups that changes up stuff, but there's, yeah. there's like more like funk stuff and then there's another one. And I think that's the one that you're talking about. I think I have that version. Um, Kelly Clarkson, I ripped it from her show when she does like that Kelly. I loved her version. Um, there was a version on, you know, Diddy had that show. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The one. There was something hit on there too. It made my whole body just, you know, have chills. And, and so, I mean, it's one of those songs where if somebody sings it right and they put that real emotionality to it. It's right. And so I probably have like eight versions of yeah. that song. Um, but I think I know, actually, hold on. Forgive us, audience. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look right now. But don't play. Uh, we don't have the. We don't have the budget for that. <laughs> I'm just gonna look it up. So yeah, there's been a couple people like on the Voice, on that one show I was telling you about that have done a good job. But um, In- Ingrid Michaelson has a version that I like. Really. Um, Damian Rice. Um, Vincent Kennedy is a person that sang it on that show with Diddy. Yeah. I'm not seeing it on this list, but I think the version that you mentioned, I do have that. Um, I don't want to sit here any longer and look for it, but <laughs> I think I do have it and I like that. I like a lot of their stuff, but I do like that version. Yeah. What, what is the song that defined your generation? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I'm kind of like a in between. I think if you gunned ahead, you would say I was X generation. I felt an exennial. So, you know, had that analog childhood and digital adulthood yeah. to kind of use internet, but I was raising my siblings at nine kind of a thing. So being in between that, I feel like that 80s, 90s kind of vibe is always going to be like my sweet spot but I, I went with like welcome to the jungle by guns and roses yes. so I just feel like at times it's just a little wild out there especially now and I just feel like it's almost every man for themselves and just I don't know but I feel like that's the perfect song for everything that's yes. going on yes it's always it's always um fun when I've got people on the show who are like around my age where, you know, we're all kind of in that, that weird in between, uh, you know, Gen X and millennial type thing, because Mm -hmm. when when we get to this question, you know, just like you did with uh, welcome to the jungle, I'll go, Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. 
but then I'll somebody else will be on and they'll give their answer and I'll go, oh shit, but that's right too. Right. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from. For me, um, one of my favorite movies, I don't think you were allowed to be black and not have seen this movie, but Lean On Me um, had a big effect on my childhood. And that was the song that played on the opening credits. And yeah. then going to the wild ass out of control school and it was like, welcome to the jungle. I mean, I didn't go to school like that. <laughs> you know? But I feel like in general, in life, um, you're kind of just thrown out there and it's just kind of like, welcome to the jungle. Survive. <laughs> in your opinion, what is the greatest song ever written? This was so hard. Um, and you know, and again, it's all subjective, but I had a hard time going between um, Prince's Purple Rain and um, Abba, Winner um, Takes It All. Ooh. I just, I, I, I love Abba. Like, I, I have the greatest hits and then I even bought that new album. Like, <laughs> I love Abba. Um, Abba is loved in our household. That's another one you can't, you can't bag on. Um, but, uh, there's something about the lyrics to it that I, I really love. And it's another one that every now and then somebody will cover it. And, um, you know, and everyone kind of has a different feel to it that they add to it. But it's one that, I mean, if you can sing, you really can't go wrong. Like for me, if I listen to it. But um, I just really couldn't choose between the two. I'll let you have both. Yay. <laughs> and also, um... You know, we we should note uh, that cover the the good covers of uh, "Winter Takes It All" doesn't include uh, the version from the first Mamma Mia film um, because that's not good. I have not seen that movie, and I feel like I should just so I can make my own assessment of it. But I have had so many people tell me that, that movie was trash. I ended up not seeing it, but I do sometimes like that. I'm more of an action movie girl anyway, but I'll take a chance on certain things. I'll, like, I'll make my own opinion, but I heard so many people talk so negative. Didn't it have two movies? Yeah. Didn't they have a sequel? And I was like, if it was bad, how did they get a sequel? I was like, let me not mess with this, but I, no, I would not go there in terms of putting that <laughs> from there in the, in the top. It's, it's the, um, the Mamma Mia films are visually fun to look at. And that's okay. where it stops. Okay. Um, shares in the second one. Uh, you know, that's that's a highlight. She, granted, she's only in it for like 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> but she did put out an entire um, ABBA cover album, which I like. I enjoyed it. Um, I okay. have it. I didn't know she did that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. Um, she she stays very true to the original source material, um, mm -hmm. but she does it in that way that Cher does things, where like you're like, this is fun. I'm having a good time. Yeah, Cher is one of those people where I'm always like, well, I'm not a huge Cher fan or anything, but when I hear her on the radio, I there's very few songs of hers that I don't enjoy. I mean, I yeah. I, I do. I do like listening to her voice, so I'm down with it. I'll have to look that up. Yes. Uh, she, right after uh, 
Betty White passed and they're, they were putting together the tribute. Uh, there was a video for the preview for her tribute and Cher is singing the Golden Girls uh, theme song. And mm-hmm. it, did, it was everything that I wanted in my whole life and did not do it. Uh, so, uh, what is what is the song that you could or maybe you have uh, listened to it over and over again and you just never get sick of the song? Um, I'm gonna go with um, because I would say that I probably listened to this song every other day um but that song um somebody that i used to know but not even the i didn't even hear the original version there was a a girl that was a contestant on the voice lindsay paveo she had done a version of it and kind of ratcheted up that like how dramatic it was and i really like me and my sister love that version and that's another one i had to the cop but I <laughs> listen to that version because you know because it, it's it's a woman singing the whole thing and she sounds pissed you know she sounds pissed off and um so I, I'm gonna go with I like the song in general but I'm gonna go with that version um and I listen to that all the time for years now um I will suggest to you um the the artist that uh, originated the song, uh, Gautier, uh, mm-hmm. listen to their debut album. There's a lot of really cool, like experimental stuff on there outside of that one uh, one track. But I, f- I feel like you'll you'll enjoy a lot of their uh, a lot of the rest of their stuff. Okay, well. now I'll check it out. I'll let you know. okay so on this show uh we we don't like to be negative uh and 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 when we have to be like we we you know try to try to keep it minimized uh Mm -hmm. but you know with all the other questions in this show it's it's one that has to be asked uh what is the worst song that you have ever heard for me and not trying to you know bag on it or the artist I think I have I think I remember it was Red Rednecks or something with that Cotton Eye Joe song not a fan and once it gets in your head it stays in there you don't want it there but it just makes me think of like some weird hole down in the middle of nowhere and I don't know. It's very strange to me. And I, it, like I said, because it gets in my head all the time, like if I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it annoys me. But, you know, if anyone else likes it, they can like it, you know, if that's their bag. But for me, I I don't really ever want to hear it. <laughs> uh, if anybody else likes it, uh, they're, one, they're incorrect. Um, <laughs> but also it's, Okay, for, for the children listening at home, uh, there used to be commercials on television where you could buy ringtones. Ringtones mm. were, were, you know, sounds that phone made. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe was one of the options and it used to play on those commercials. 
along with that uh, that ring contained frog thing. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, since since you mentioned uh, Kanajo, that is that song is one of the main reasons that I don't go to like the the state or county fair anymore because it is always playing on one of those fucking rides <laughs> without fail. I, I don't doubt it. There's, I mean, there's some places, you know, they're, uh, you know, it just makes me think of like square dancing or something. And that was something that we had to do from Arizona. That was an actual activity we had to do in PE. Uh, yeah. Square dance. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was, I don't think it was to that song. I think that I was probably either out of high school or it was later past that, but it makes me think of that. And I think that's one of the reasons, another reason I don't yeah. like it. But no, I, I, if I never had to hear that song again, I would be perfectly okay. Yes. And for, for, the, for the children listening at home all over the world, yes, we used to have to square dance in PE. <laughs> it was, don't ask me why, it was just, it was a thing that we did. So I know quite a few. I know quite a few people that they did not have that experience, and but then I think that was a question that was asked on Twitter once. They were like, "Did you guys have to do this school?" And I was like, "I did." I go, "Did yeah. you?" Right. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it, it, there's there's an entire generation of people who, like. In, in the right circumstance, should you ever find yourself at a hoedown or a barn raising, probably hold your own if some square dancing should break right. out. Right. It won't be me, but that'll be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'll be somebody with, you know, who retained better. Uh, <laughs> what is... What is your theme song? Like, if you could have a song play anytime you walked into a room, what song would you pick? I kind of had to go. It's funny because um, I went between two different ones, and it, one of them. It's funny that I see on your shirt. Oh, <laughs> and I can even show you the paper, but it's just but Janet Jackson, nasty. Yes. I wore that song out as a child um loved it that I thought I was cat to meow when I listened to that song put on these play clothes and it would be you know dancing with my friends outside um god we were super young but dancing up on uh, we lived on the first floor most of us but we were up on go to the second uh, level and we could face each other and everyone be up there we have our little boom box and play that song whether the neighborhood wanted to hear it or not in this apartment complex we would wear that song out and just go swing I didn't even have any hair I was swinging when I didn't like you know we were just had the best time and so I would say that or ABBA Dancing Queen I could live with either one and I could live with either one for the rest of my life <laughs> Those are those are both excellent answers, um, and you know what? We'll let you interchange them. You play one when you walk in, and play the other one when you walk out. My entrance and exit music. I can I can live with that. 
what is um, the song that you always have to put on a playlist? It doesn't matter what kind of playlist it is. It just, it always has to go on one. Um, I'm going to go with <laughs> um, Elton John's Circle of Life. I, I love Elton John, but let me just say there's something about that song that, you know, um, I think Jennifer Hudson sang it before. Um, when she was also, on American Idol, yeah. Slightly maybe oversang it a little bit, but I didn't care because she just went all out. Um, but there, my newest thing, and I've been doing it with my sister, like just sending her clips of like um, different productions and different like uh, theater productions that perform, uh, uh, I now want to call it, was it Lion King? Sorry. So, and um, they've been like, you know, in the airport or on the train or whatever, and they're just yeah. performing acoustic sound that they get. It's one of my favorite things. That's, that'll be my next thing to be ripping off of YouTube is that, but I love that. I feel like I need to actually, the way they sing it, I feel like I need to actually see it live because I, it sounds. I will tell you when I saw, I saw The Lion King live. And um, saw, I was I was living in Atlanta at the time, and a touring production had come through, and I was like, I, you know, I'll, I'll sell plasma for a year to get tickets if I have to. Um, I didn't have to do that. I was fortunate enough that um, a friend of mine had an extra ticket. I got to go. Um, from like the curtain comes up, and like it's dark and then the lights kind of come up and uh Rafiki comes out and hits that first note and I was in tears I was sobbing it was the most beautiful thing and then like the the animals come down the aisles and everybody sing it, it was just, please if go see it you have to go see it. if I get the chance um I feel like that's something that it, it is on the list of things to do um, because just hearing the different clips or whatever, like I'm surprised yeah. I haven't tried to find out if it's just available, a soundtrack, of it, you know, a live soundtrack somewhere because I think it sounds so good. And um, and I don't care if I don't understand most of what <laughs> at the beginning, but um, I'm going to go, I'm going to definitely go with uh, that song. It doesn't, and like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be Elton John's version, but that song in general, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's like he was when 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 he was writing the music for the Lion King. Like he he was in his bag. Like that was that was it. Right. I saw a meme and it was just something about okay, um, said like you know, Elton John, we just need you to write a couple songs for it. Keep in mind, you know, it's just a kids' movie. You know, no need to go off. And then they just list all the stuff that he's had in there. And they're like, well, you know, it's Elton John. He's going oh, to yeah. be Elton. <laughs> he doesn't care if it's for children. He's like, um, I don't write terrible songs. So, but no, I, I love that song. So, um, at some point between us starting uh, this episode, and now um, you've died. <laughs> um, I, 
you've passed away. Uh, I have gone into the six year mourning period. Um, I will never wear any other color but black. Um, I'll probably wear a veil over my face for, for the end of time. I'm bereaved. Um, and now you are at you know the gate of whatever afterlife heavenly body type thing that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will not let you through those gates until uh, they have put together the mixtape of your life. And the most important song and the most important question of this show, (laughs) what is the song that opened the mixtape to your life? Well, the way I thought about it was, I don't know why I feel like I have to like explain it before, (laughs) but for me, if I'm, making an entrance I feel like no matter how I might have passed I'm where I'm supposed to be now and I'm going to come through with a bang and I was flip-flopping between the Gap Man pumping and um Cool in the Gang Jungle Boogie I feel like either one I'm coming through with a live band and I'm coming through in some platform shoes some tight hooker ass dress and (laughs) too much eye makeup and I want to make an entrance I want to <laughs> fall back when I come through so I feel like either one of those will work I'm kind of leaning towards um jungle boogie but I feel like for with each one of those it would be loud and it would be a great time and go ahead and give me my you know my rosé and let's this party up here, but I feel like either one will get the party started. So I'll go with that. Oh yes. Hell yes. Um, so we have come to the end of this episode. Um, if there is anything that you would like to plug, if you would maybe like to drop your social media handles uh, for the folks at home to follow you, I highly recommend that they do if she allows you to have those handles. um well you know I had a great time and anyone that didn't wasn't bored to tears with listening to my musical selections um I go on on Twitter um you can find me by uh name Monique um and also on Instagram that's open nothing too crazy on either one of those um I'm a little crazier on Twitter but so n-a-y-e-m-o-n-i-q-u-e at either Instagram or Twitter, you can find me. But I don't really have, I'm not big and popping like you. I don't have any podcasts or books or I don't have anything to promote. I've been told I should have a show or something because I'm quite funny, but I don't think I'm, I think I'm situational funny. I don't think anyone needs to be bothered with me other than like a little something like this. <laughs> so for me, that that's about it. Um, I will uh, leave those. Uh, social media handles in uh, the episode description uh, so everyone can follow you again I highly recommend they do um, Sinead thank you thank you thank you thank you so much um, for being on the show uh, this evening 
Um, I, I appreciate you being here more than you know. I have had an absolute blast. Um, this has been one of the most enjoyable episodes. Um, and I fully believe uh, that you and I are musical soulmates uh, because so many of your picks are also so many of my favorites. Um, so if you would uh, like to ever come back to this show or uh, one of the others, I always have a spot for you. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm going to, I, I've been listening to some of your shows, but I just have so many different podcasts and things that I'm listening to, but I've been meaning to catch up. So I'm going to catch up on everything and I'm going to let you know, because I feel like we should definitely be speaking more than just little quick liking each other's messages and this and that, whatever, because I, I mean, one of the first conversations I had with you, I don't even remember what it was about. I was like, I like him. I like this cat. So I definitely, I'm, I was honored to be even asked because I mean, it, if you think about it, you know, everyone has their, their taste in music. And, but for me, music, um, when people tell me the certain things that they're into, even if it's not something I'm specifically into, I kind of get a vibe for them and it kind of tells me a lot about them without them having to actually tell me their hobbies, this, that, and the other. So, you know, I like, learn. I like, that's why I like listening to your, your podcast. And, you know, like I said, I was honored to be asked, um, but uh, I, I definitely feel like uh, we'll be chatting again because I, I did have, I had some anxiety about doing this because I just have anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to be on this video thing. I was like, we're going to be talking. I was like, am I going to be set up right? With this? Am I going to log in on time? Which I didn't because a goof. But, um, you know, it wasn't bad. I always think the worst and it never happened. But, you know, I, I it was delightful. And I would love, love for us to get together again. Your Life the Mixtape is a dollop of trollop production in association with Spring Break 83 Productions and the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network.